Yeah, with Linda Kuzmas. <laughs> oh, I said your last name right. Say, say, say your last name again. Kuzmas. Kuzmas. Okay. Linda Kuzmas. Yes. Misfortune is the short film. Uh, it's a really, really interesting film. Uh, I really liked it a lot. It's a Polish folk, folk tale. I want to get to the story in a second, but what type of animation is this? Is this film? What's the? Um, it's two D digital cutout animation. Digital it's, cutout animation. Yes, it's a puppet. It's puppet animation, uh, but I uh, disguise it to look like paper, so it's paper cutout. Okay, so how does that work then? So what is that? So what's the process? Um, it's, there's a lot of uh, it's a lot of replacement animation because it's a puppet. What I do is design the characters and then design or uh, uh, so they can articulate. So like the joints move, the hands move, and then there's a lot of replacement animation for like when the hands, the hands is open. There's you know it's one hand. Then if, if it's open, it's another hand. So it's a lot. And, and same with uh, uh, expressions and uh, lip sync and and of the like. So this is your this is your medium. This is what you do. You do this type of animation. Yes. And when I was in college uh, a long time ago, uh, we were using Bolex sixteen millimeter cameras, and I actually did cut out paper cutout animation underneath a film camera and it just involved in there and then once everything went digital it was easy just to uh, uh convert paper into digital if that makes sense okay. I, I could do the same animation i was doing under the camera only digital so can you give people context, like what, where would they have seen this type of animation in, in the mainstream world, or would they? Um, it's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I'm not. It's not I'm, original, yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's a, a style I've developed for, what, about 30 years? You know what I mean? It's a style I've developed, so I'm not real sure. People recognize it, but I don't think a lot of people do it. So let me. So so basically, you animate the the, the setting, the kind of like the the area, like say she's in the woods, this character's in the woods. You animate that, and then you basically her character when she's doing the motion, it's 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 a puppet that you basically put like add on to the animation. Is that is that how to describe? Yeah, it's it's very it's very similar to how. Uh, people animate 3D. Okay. It's a, but you mean it, it's, it, it's, it, it's kinetic. I can also use bones in it too, but it, it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know what I mean? I'm trying to. It's uh, really cool. Let's just put it that. Let's just okay, let's all right. call it I, cool. I'll yeah. go, yes. I, it's really, I, I, it's really effective on an emotional level. Like we can, we can, we can, as the audience, it kind of jumps out. The characters kind of jump out on the screen. Oh well, thank you. Um, um, thank you for your kind words. Thank you. So it's like a two D animation, but it's like, but then the characters, because the way you, the style is, it jumps out, kind of thing. Oh, thank you. Does that mean if that that's how I would describe it? Well, it's okay. Well, it's layers. I like it, it's yeah. flat, but yet you know, and so there's a, a there's a depth to it, but it's just for the layers. 
So let's talk about the okay, let's talk about the Polish folktale. Two okay. sisters, one's rich, one's poor, shenanigans take place. There's a conflict between the two of them. Yes. Well, the original uh the original tale involves two brothers. Okay. But I have three sisters, so I was you know, I just switched it over to the sisters. And I made fortune, misfortune, uh, a love interest rather. Well, not, you know, in a one-sided love interest rather than just having, in the original one, just fortune just caused misfortune. You know, yeah. and just caused construction and chaos. So, but it's like two sisters kind of living on, on two and living in two different worlds. And there's like a, there's like a. Yes. Yes, and there's a, there's a animosity between one. One's very rich and they're very proud of it, and the other one's poor. But it's not her fault. It's because misfortune lives on her stove, and misfortune causes her uh, causes disasters that keeps Sophia. That's the the one sister. It keeps Sophia in in, in poverty. So what? And, so it's sort of like, do you believe in this this type of folktale? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I like it because uh, too many people judge the uh, judge a situation rather than the struggle. Sure. If somebody's going through misfortune, a lot of people will look and say, "Well, it, you know, mean it's their own fault." They, you mean if they would have done this, if they would have done that, and sometimes people just go through move uh, through misfortune through no fault of their own. And uh, sometimes they just need a little compassion. In the capitalistic Western world that we live in, luck is a is a big part of things. Yes, yes, I would. Yes, yeah, yes, in situations. Yes. But that said, it's like you, you know, there, there, that American dream is on the surface is still there. I guess where like you work hard and you get you're disciplined and you kind of focused on on something. Success success should come. I guess. Yes, but it doesn't always. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, always. it should basically it should come basically. Yes. but you know, a lot of people work very, very hard. Yeah. You know, and it's really never, you know, never, you know, get there, and then all of a sudden, their luck changes. Yeah, there's like a motto that I always have on my wall, like uh, like uh, luck is opportunity meets preparation. Okay, that's nice. I like that. And then the other one I sit have is that don't. What is it basically? Uh, don't uh, don't confuse effort with results. Meaning that just because you work hard doesn't mean, but it could be misguided. You're work working hard. Sometimes it's misguided. You're 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 going down the wrong path. Yes. So I like that. I mean, because it is, and, and no, I like that. <clears throat> I don't. It, it, in the story, um, I, I think that at the end, everybody gets what they deserve. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I, I played for a while to have Zofia help her sister. But I don't know, that didn't see that. That seemed too Disney. Too <laughs> Disney? Well, at the same time, it still is a it still is a, a folktale, meaning that you're right. Usually in folktales, everybody kind of gets what they deserve. The bad person gets what they deserve. The good person gets the prince. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and basically and you know what I mean like they get what they they get what they they ask for I guess right so yeah, yeah. there's always a happy ending I guess for well for Sophie it was a happy ending yeah, yeah. well she's the main character she's your main yeah. character in the film right 
Yes. Yes. Well, originally it was going to be misfortune, but um, I had to switch that because there was too much empathy being showed for misfortune. And if the audience empathized with misfortune, then they wouldn't like Sophia for getting rid of him. Yeah. Like misfortune had to be a distant character. He, I, he has very little uh, close-ups. Uh, well, even he doesn't have any close-ups. The closest you get him to him is a one-shot. You know, I, I couldn't bring the audience close to misfortune without sacrificing. You know, what I mean, uh, Sophia's. Yeah, Sophia's actions. All right, so you start the film with uh, like the the classic kind of book kind of like let, once upon a time there are two sisters and then marta she has a monocle for some reason rich people always have monocles i guess right that's sort of the the mo <laughs> yeah so, yeah the, the, when, and when you're doing a short story you have to really rely on stereotypes yeah <laughs> you know to really kind of jump off you mean jump off yeah. have a jumping off point yeah like the monopoly guy has a monocle yeah. so we know that he's rich yeah right so so then, but then it then then she she's in her little carriage and then she goes by and then but it seems like from my when I first watched the film it was like Sophia seems to be the happy one even though she's poor because she's smiling and she's waving, and then the rich one the rich sister is like just kind of snobbish and like kind of sad in a way. But yes, yes, and the, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's isolated. She's isolated herself. Yeah, and in the original folktale that the Sophia's character was well-liked by the, the villagers, very popular, and the the rich the rich one wasn't. So there was a, I had to make as many contrasts as possible between the two characters. So how about the creation of, of, of Misfortune? Like the little, what would you call him? Like a little, the little guy? Like, well, yeah, how would you describe like him? Like a gremlin. Or a... Yeah, he's like a like a little person, kind of like gremlin, I guess. Yeah. He just, you know what? He doesn't, he just wants to help. He really doesn't understand uh, that he's really hurting Zofia. He's, he doesn't understand that. He's doing the best he can to help whoever he's in love with. And it yeah. just that the, he is help is disastrous. And then like she kind of boots him out. I like that scene where she kind of boots him out with the broom and then he kind of shows up like he he can't he's like a he's like a, a virus. He just can't he can't get away. Yes. Yes. Yeah, really like cool. So how long does it take to make this movie? Seven minutes. It seems like a be like a why well, I know you had a little bit of help. You had the, the voiceover narrator. Who is fantastic, by the way. Where'd you find her? Oh, she's oh uh, a friend of mine is an actor. Okay. And he does voiceovers and he's in a uh, community play group where they yeah. put on, you know, and she's part of the troupe. And I've met her once or twice. She actually, uh, uh, she was at a party and sat down and found somebody who was Polish and had a Polish accent. And she spent the whole night with them analyzing the oh accent. she's not her like, accent oh, yeah. Is, yeah it's fantastic then if that's an accent then she yeah i, I just assumed she was polish no no she did yeah she's really no she's pretty good this is her first time doing uh animation and uh she's won a couple awards for her narration and in, in some festivals so yes i'm very you know no that's she's was great to work with too very professional 
So the so so basically, according to the credits, it's her as the voiceover, the music the person did who composed the music, and you. That's it. It's like a three man show, and you kind of did ninety percent of the work. Yes, yes. Well, yes, yes. The music, yes. The music was the hard part. As far as you always want to, if you can't do it yourself well professionally, then you have to hire professionals. Sure, of course. For you. You know, it's it's really not that there's really not that hard, but uh, the composer he's really really. Uh, I was very grateful he took on the project. He was teaching Roman got got walled right. Yes, I mean if you look at his website, I mean he, he's he's very accomplished. He was teaching uh, in Barcelona. Uh, when he was working on misfortune and he was having his class work on misfortune, you know, it's kind of like a class project kind of thing, which was fine with me because it, he was overseeing it. It's a way to get work done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was fine. Uh, but um, when Russia invaded Ukraine, he was right in the middle. And uh, when that war started, Europe was just in turmoil. And uh, Roman had a lot more to deal with than the score of misfortune. Sure. So um, I just had to uh, fill in a little bit, a couple minutes at the end. Uh, but I just used uh, stock. Uh, I bought stock <coughs> uh, music. Yeah. From a you mean uh, from a company? I couldn't find somebody that quick. You brought it home, basically. Yeah. So tell. So how long does it take to to make? Oh, two years. Like two years. Two years. Wow. It was a COVID project. The COVID. Well, there's been. A, I've been talked to a lot of people with COVID who had COVID projects. A lot of creativity and, and magical things happen in that misfortune of a of a time. It's almost like a war where like great art comes out of a war. So. Yeah. Yes. It was a. It was a very stressful time and it seemed like a lot of people were had misfortune on their stove during that time too yeah but the, that said a lot of lot of, like i said a lot of positive creativity a lot of like a lot of uh, uh, books written a lot of films made like yourself a lot of like a lot of a lot of things got done yes yes it was uh yeah it, it was a tumultuous time but yes you make use of whatever time you have. So then that sort of, when did you start working on it? You're like, oh, I'm going to be down. I'm going to be at home for a few weeks. I might as well start working on the project. <laughs> no, well, actually, I was working on the idea uh, before lockdown. It was just a concept. It was basically, I was doing research. There's Because there's different variations of misfortune, depending on which uh, area of, of Poland you were from there's I mean there's little differences so I was reading all the differences and kind of picking out the ones that I did and then when lockdown hit it was like okay just you mean then that, that the real work started then the real work started yeah so yeah is what a, like what a great so basically and then so you are you're you teach at the art institute of philadelphia and you still do teach there oh no no they closed they closed. Oh, horrible story. Oh and no! It's a horrible story. Um, we were a really good art school for many, many years. I was there for twenty-two years, 
In 2006, Goldman Sachs took controlling interest of uh, EDMC, which was our parent company, and Goldman Sachs just sucked the life right out of it. They, they, it was horrible what they did. And then once they sucked the life out of it, and every, well, the, not only every penny, every dime they could take out of it. And then once it wasn't profitable anymore, they dumped us. And we ended up closing. It was, it was, it was, it, it was, it, if you look up, all you have to do is Google EDMC timeline. Yeah. It, it'll tell you, it, it, it's, it, it's a, a, a devastating story. Uh, so what, what, what happened though? Like, did they kind of like, what about the people who are still like, still had to finish their, their time there? They just like, they just stopped accepting submissions and then oh, finished their, their year. All right. Well, after okay, after Goldman Sachs ravaged us, they sold us to Dream Center, and Dream Center really didn't know what to do with us. Uh, EDMC had an, a stable of other uh, um, colleges, but they were more, uh, you know, like healthcare and stuff. We were the only art people, and yeah. Dream Center didn't know the told me personally the ceo so he didn't know what to do with the art institute so after about a year they just said i oh, was going to close them and that's what they did they closed them without any regard to the students it was just horrible students were just so ripped off they promised them five thousand dollars if they him at the end, they'd give them five thousand dollars toward tuition at a new college if they you know enroll enrolled, you know, like they they never never paid out the five thousand to the kids. It was just it, it it's it's really horrible. It's really sad. It was a great school too. It was a really good school and a lot of very talented teachers and staff and administration and it was just it's, it's a sad story sorry no no it's 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 kind of interesting that that this happened because usually these you know like you don't think about golden sacks in a in an art institute kind of being tied together i guess right so yeah. oh they came in the first thing they did was eliminate student services I mean, students services and then they had a new ceo i can't remember his name i think his name last name was west he was C ceo of delta so now he's a head this is in uh in, in goldman sachs now he's an, a head of the art institute he came to talk to us at it uh talk to us and he was referring to the students as customers yeah how we had it's like I, you know, like, where did you buy your degree at? Did you yeah, buy? The you buy it's, it? it's a bottom line institution, institution, right? It's like a for, yeah, for yeah. Profit. They want to make it for for profit. Yeah, they were running. They were running the school from a spreadsheet. They, yeah, and then it's horrible, horrible. Yeah, because they because they're quarterly. They have to make a profit every quarter, right? So it's sort of yeah. like business works, right? Yeah, that's unfortunate. So, so tell me about. Let's be more positive. Let's talk. Tell me about Fried Egg uh, Animation, which is your production company. It's a great name. Where did the name come from? Oh well, when I was in college, uh, we had to uh, uh, we had the assignment where you make your logo and you create a brand for yourself. 
And I was just happened, uh, just was taking a literature class at the same time. And we were uh, studying symbolism in uh, literature. Like when it rains in a story, that means, you know what I mean? It's sadness. Yeah. And so, well, the egg means a new beginning. So uh, I, I centered on the egg and I tried to kind of, you know what I mean? Like hard boiled didn't sound right. You know, scrambled didn't sound right. Over easy definitely didn't sound good. You know, yeah. so I went with fried egg. That's kind of, that fit. And I just, I just went with that. And it's, and it's stuck. And so this, so you're on your website, you have the, 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 basically the, the movie and your other films. Uh, and so the most fortune has done very well on the festival circuit. To say yes, the least, it, I guess. Yes. It's, it's the, it's, it's, number. I, uh, when, after I graduated college, I started doing independence, but they were very, very independent films. They were really small. This is back when you had to, uh, enter a, a festival by mailing your beta sp tape i remember doing festivals like that that's uh, that's how long i've been around yeah where the people send in their dvds yeah oh yes well yes but we were we didn't have dvds you know it was beta and it was it was really it was a very small it was very small festival nowadays there are thousands of festivals for every you know i mean well, maybe not thousands, but for every, you know, need, there's horror festivals, you know, uh, um, just about any, anything you could pick up, there's a festival, you could find a festival that, uh, that promotes it kind of thing. So it's nice. It's really nice. It's nice now. It's easier now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And then you did this, the Square Root of Twins. People can watch that film on your website, the, your previous film, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, that was written by uh, <clears throat> Jim Thornton. He's an accomplished uh, freelance writer. Uh, he's written for Men's Health, and he does articles and stories and stuff. Uh, his brother, his twin brother, John, um, he was a teacher at the Art Institute. We shared, John and I shared an office. So John and I got very close and because he's an identical twin, you know, you're kind of meet his brother too. So yeah, it was, I was looking for the, the art institute had just closed its doors and I was looking for a project to do. So I reached out to my friends and said, anybody have a story they want to tell? And Jim said, yes, I have a story. And you know, and they, <laughs> and we made, yeah, and then we made square roots. So then you got your other films that back in like back of like Five Little Monkeys, uh, The Egg, and then you got Sacrifice. So basically, you got a good. Uh, it's a good. It's a cool website, really well done. And you oh, have, thank you. Yeah, and you have like a kind of kind of all your films and you your career and what you've done, what you've accomplished, and uh, in this film right now, it's, it's fortunate. It's it's played a ton of festivals already, as as per this conversation. So yes. it's words, it's done very well. Yes, I think it's it's over twenty official selections, and then it's got a hand, you know, it's got a handful of awards. It's you know, the four best animations, including the feedback. You yeah. know, that that did a, a best animation. So, but what did you think yeah. about our the feedback video that we sent you? Oh, you know what? I have to tell you, I did not. I was very frightened to enter the feedback 
best of all. I have. Oh, thanks for entering, though. For me. Thanks for entering. I well, you know what? And it, it was a very, it's a very pleasant experience. I'm very pleased with how it's turned out. Um, the uh, reviews, the people in the reviews seemed uh, to know about film. You know, they were, you know, they were educated in film. They were, you know, I mean, their their insights uh we're very you know we're very spot on and uh i i really appreciated that that was it was really nice i'm very very pleased with what so they got your film great promotional materials yeah and they so they got your film they understood yeah. your film yeah well that's that was the thing they got somebody actually you know said it you know I mean verbatim that uh, when I first taught, when I first did, I, I wrote it as a story that a grandmother would be telling their, you mean, the, their grandchildren. That's about how I wanted to come across. Mm -hmm. And somebody actually said it in that. And I was like, I, that was, that was so uh, uh, validating for me that somebody actually got it. You mean that, you mean that part of it? That's very proud of that. So are you working on another film now? Like, what are you up to now? Yes. Well, I, I kind of like the, the fairy tale, but uh, I want to make my own fairy tale. So I've been researching uh, other fairy tales and uh, reading about, uh, like I have a, uh, I was reading a book, uh, The Science of Fairy Tales, and how they, you mean how they evolve, because fairy tales actually evolve from real life situations. Sure. Kind of thing. And how they substitute, you mean the, you mean how they substitute the wolf for something else. And you mean they in Red Riding Hood, the wolf uh, stands uh, for a uh, uh, patriarchal society. You mean things like that, where I can write, I can take something that it's current going on in life and adapting it to a modern fairy tale. If that yeah. makes any sense whatsoever. Sorry. So it's it's uh it's basically there's a there's been an uh, involvement. I think that fairy tales, you know, it's like we in the 20th century, like when I grew up, it was all about like the the the, the girls got to get the prince, right? And in order for the girl to be happy, I'm generalizing, of course. Yes. Uh, the girl in order for the girl to be happy, she needs to have a man, which doesn't really age well right like of all these kind of like cinderella and sleeping beauty all that stuff yes. right prince charming yes the prince charming right and it's like that sort of doesn't it kind of has a kind of sexist kind of attitude to, towards it right like it's oh, like that's, oh yeah someone who has a daughter i'd like you know well it's not really a good you're not it's not really a good role model right like you don't need a man to be happy right so well yeah well women yeah well back in the day women married into their social class yeah so, you know, you, you wanted to rise, you know, so you looked for the most powerful. That's an issue in itself too, right? Like, it's like the order to get, order to rise, you need to like bet a man, <laughs> right? So, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that, that seems, a, that seems to be problematic as well, right? But I get it. It's the times that I'm not, I'm not going to cancel it, but I'm just saying it's the times that, that were happening in the moment, right? I know. And it's funny too, how, how much those, that still prevails today 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really not, you know, even it's really not gone. You know? No, it's not, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about from a storytelling perspective, right? Like we, like the fairy tales, I think it's going to go through a, uh, another evolution, I guess. That's basically what I'm trying to say. You know, oh, okay. Yes. I see. Yes. Where, yes. The, I see. Yes. I agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. It yeah. needs it needs updating. It needs, yeah. It, you can okay. see it with the Disney movies. It kind of is. It is kind of updating itself. So. Yeah, but they're doing it poorly, though. Are they? Okay, oh. so they're not so you you don't you don't agree with the movies that are being made right and now they're just uh, to me there to me there's too many plot points just when you think the movie's over yeah. there's a whole nother half an hour of something <laughs> else to deal with they're not simple stories anymore there's, you know even the there's a lot of blurred lines between good and bad and you yeah. know and and, you know they make the stories too complicated aren't kids complicated though and like in the the argument i'll give you i'm not disagreeing okay. with you no no i'm a, yes yes go on. the argument i'll give you too is that see like the mario movie right my son has watched it like 20 times so he's picking up new nuance every time he's watching it right it's a rewatchability so you make it complicated complicated so then kids are going to be watching it over and over again all right you know what yeah I, you have a point there but what i I think it does with uh, so many plot points, it waters down a lot of the emotion. Sure. I mean, a movie, if a movie can make me cry, that's gotcha. a good movie, yeah. you know, or laugh or just feel. And they're watering down those emotions rather than building them up for, you mean building them up for like a great finale where everybody's going like, yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, it's not there anymore. It's more a, a stepping. It's stepping to that, but it, it it's not that powerful punch at the end. It's not that. It's no, I, I I I get with you, but yeah, I get what you're saying. So yeah, there, it's sort of like that's the ride though. The ride is kind of like constant. There isn't like a um kind of like a a, a big like like a, a exploding ending, I guess, right? Yeah. Like a the ride, the, the ride of like storytelling is pretty intense all the way through. Yes. Instead of building and building yeah. and building to a climax, there's all kind of little bumps along the way. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think it's watchability. You know what I mean? They used, every time you watch it, you get something new. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, uh, concept. That's an interesting observation. Because I saw it with... Um... I saw basically with the like I'm I had I'm, I'm older but I had kids older but then my friends and my sisters would have kids and they would have a DVD right in the 2000s and they would just watch the DVD over and over again right yeah it was like I, I found that interesting because we had VHS of course but it was like it wasn't the same right where it was like and I'm like oh they're they're just like watching these things over and over again it's so interesting right. And then now, because of like streaming services, my son, four years old, he can go on my iPad and and, and just pick up like Ninja Turtles, right? Like he knows where he's he knows where he's navigating, right? And so meaning that like it's they can watch movies and shows over and over again if they like. Of course, you want to be a good parent, you want to monitor it, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's a different world. It's they're they're like and even the TV shows they can watch. Before I would have to wait at like. 
you know, two o'clock at, on, on, at, you know what I mean? Two o'clock on Tuesdays to watch my favorite show. Now they can watch Paw Patrol 20 episodes in a row. Right. So it's like yeah. a different kind of mentality. Yes. Yes. You know what? I think you're right. I think the, the distribution of things do has changed how people, you know, that's an interesting, I haven't thought, I haven't thought that's a nice, that's a nice theory. I like that. Yeah. So it's just a different, like the, the, the viewing, even with us, right. That our viewing is different now. Right. Like, and there's something else there. Everybody has so many characters. It used to be, it used to be like a core group of three of now. You I have gotcha. a cast of a hundred. Yeah. Like you the know? Mario movie has like, there's like literally 10 main characters in the film. Of course, Mario and Luigi, but they have all like, they, they, they like in the third, the second act, they're like introducing new characters and developing them. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, even when I was watching the movie, I was like, that's interesting what they're doing. <laughs> it's, I, I hear you right so it's like it is it's a it's a different way of, of, of storytelling for kids I, yeah i suspect the marketing angle you know like if, you know toys. man yeah manufacture more toys yeah 100 percent. it's genius there's a there's a genius uh, uh fact to it I, I have to admit so yeah but i miss the good old i just miss storytelling i just miss the three act yeah the three-act story and you know who the bad guys are you know yeah. who the good guys are yeah there's still the entire like the entire if you want to get to the nuts and bolts like mario's probably like it's like a five-act film but there's still the every animation film has the enticing event meaning that 20 minutes before the film ends something really bad happens there's doom and gloom we think that they're going to be the end and then the band gets together and like hey why don't we do this and all of a sudden They'll, they'll, they, 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 they triumph in the end. Every, it's that, that's still, that's still, it's been going on for a hundred years. That's still, yeah. it's, it's still there. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a character turning point. Yeah. Hit a character turning point And uh, no, Aladdin's a good one of them. Aladdin's a good example of that. hundred, well, all of them are, all of them have oh, yeah. the same, all of them are the same story, right? Like it's like, it's the Hollywood structure, but the leading up to that, that's when it gets, it's so, it's very chaotic and, and very, they, 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 they've really turned that around. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, but they're, now they're just, now they're just spitting out movies. <laughs> you know, they're just spitting yeah. it out. Oh God, I'm so over Star Wars. You have no idea. Oh my God. Like, they, yeah. You know, I, I'm overdosed on Star Wars. Oh, I, I don't even know what's going on. Like, it's like I remember the three movies, right? When I was a kid. Now there's like TV shows and and movies and sequels and prequels, and I have no, I have no idea what's happening. So I know it's yes, it's George Lucas sold his soul. <laughs> oh well he sold this i i you know you can argue that he sold this company and he sold the and because other people wanted to make the version of it right like he he was greedy about his his baby right and then so he just like said okay people other people because he's on record 20 years ago saying that nobody's going to make star wars except for me right but that changed right so oh yes drastically yeah yes so it's, i don't know maybe he just got old Get tired of it all, you know. Well, I think he's like he's making sure his kids and his kids' kids and his kids' kids' kids are are taken care of, right? So, is he retired? Right, he's not doing anything. I don't see his name on anything. No, but he's like he doesn't. You know what I mean? So it's he's an interesting guy. All right, so great film, Misfortune. Uh, very oh, seven minutes, fantastic. 
uh, really kind of really great film. I'd love to see what you do next with the folk with the the folktale. There's a yeah, there's a traditional element to your film, but there's also that that creativity, that uniqueness that we don't see in uh, in any other animation. So please keep making movies and uh, love you. Like your website's fantastic. We'll link it on the website. And uh, yeah, great congratulations on the body of work that you've done. Thank you ever so much. I mean, it was very pleasant. I'm very, you made me very relaxed. Thank you very much, Matthew. Well, let's talk again when you make your next film. So okay. it's a next date. year, a couple years from now. Okay. Two years. <laughs> two years. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you in two years. I'm marking right. it down. 2025. <laughs> All right. Have a good one and uh, enjoy Philadelphia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hassenbeck Incorporated. We're